Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Transcendentalism. Uh, I am Jack. That is Miles. Uh, this is what is trending on this Monday afternoon. What what unit of history class do we start studying transcendentalism? Transcendentalism. Um, I feel like I didn't get US. it. Until... Is that part of U.S. history? Well, I think there. I think there was a lot of like. Uh, continental like european philosophy in there too first uh i see it in the 1820s uh from the eastern united states but emerging from uh biblical criticism of johann gottfried erder and friedrich schleiermacher okay that makes sense nice and obviously with along with the skepticism of david hume (laughs) so let's not you took the words right out of my mouth yeah well, as you know, I was a philosophy major, Miles, and yes. uh, I did not know the answer to that question even remotely. Uh, so that's I just, what a good It's like one I of those was. things that like sticks out in my brain, like random words that like you had to read over and over like studying, but it has no meaning. It's like when I say like Krebs cycle, I'm like, I don't know. I just know it's from cell respiration, but I couldn't tell you the first fucking thing. It's like, it's there. Yeah. I know transcendentalism as uh, the type of meditation that you have to be rich to do. Isn't that oh, transcendental yeah. meditation? I'm, uh, I'm down with that. All right, Miles, let's tell the people why Harriet Tubman is trending. Yeah. They've oh, reopened my God. the case. Oh, my God. Remember? Whoa. Remember back in 2016 when Barack Obama <laughs> said, hey, what if we put Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill instead of Andrew ain't shit Jackson? Um, mm. What about that? What if we did that? What if we took a second and put the focus back on our money? And be like, okay, who are we honoring here? Ooh, okay, 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 okay maybe not that. Um, yeah. So, and that was like one of the first things uh, Trump did when he got into office was like pump the brakes on Harriet Tubman being on the 20 it's just such a it's jarring to read this story, actually, because right. it reminds me of like how we like it was almost like we were bookending uh, like the beginning and end of this thing. Because I was like, yeah, that's right. That was an Obama thing that then Trump said no to. And now we're back four years later being like, all right, remember that thing Obama's going to do? We're going to do that now. <laughs> right. Anyways, it's like the Obama administration being like, are you done? OK, anyways, yeah. like it was just a four year interruption. Um, yeah, more on that y- later, Donald. So back to this. <laughs> it's like, wow, so cool. Um, here we go. <laughs> and I know uh, a lot of people are saying, Let, let's focus on inequality and paying people the $2,000 uh, before we uh, focus on problems like this. But, you know, I, I do think it's valuable that, you know, a, a very prominent uh piece of paper piece of like official documentation given out by the government has somebody who starts a conversation about slavery and racism as opposed to somebody who reinforces the ideas behind it um oh yeah so you know uh, obviously i i'm sure i'm preaching the choir but like i do think that like those things matter in the in the long run um, oh, absolutely. I mean, it's just like the same thing of having reckonings with Confederate monuments and things like that. It's like, what are we sort of giving this the respect to to endure into the future with? Like, yeah. are we giving the spaces of our sordid uh, military backed funny money 
with like people that are worth it that are actually contributed positively or just be like I don't know he's a president man like ignore all the other shit because he's pres because president so yeah zero cool. percent ICU is trending as is uh, Governor Newsom's name uh, because he has basically put down ended the stay at home order for California. Uh, this while the Southern California area has a 0% ICU capacity. Um, it, it really, again, seems like it's coming out of nowhere. It's just like, we want to open bars. So, yeah. Oh, it's so weird too. hearing even on like KCRW, you know, who's an NPR affiliate station in LA, 89.9 people know out here. Um, and it's very like, oh, wow, what else is going on with Governor Newsom? Gov- Governor Newsom. Governor Newsom. I like that. Mm. Um, but like they even just sort of like, oh, wow, this will be a relief to businesses. That was the, really? the take. Yeah. And it was saying like, oh, because like some numbers have improved in other parts of the state, they're doing it. And like and the most pushback they did is like and while there are critics, critics of this move, uh, you know, like. This allows for the reopening of gyms and blah, blah, blah. And we'll be like, and I get that because yes, they, everyone needs to be able to survive. But again, when we keep doing this thing of like bootstrap yourself to death in the pandemic, y'all, that ain't it. It should be, wow, the government still isn't found a way to support people as they go through this uh, and trying to, you know, uh, I guess really incentivize having, you know, taking your safety into consideration by not creating the pressures of having to earn money or pay your rent and things like that so i don't know they're like wow cool you can get your nails did i was like this is horseshit it is very frustrating that npr is the standard bearer for the left to like a vast majority of the american population that like that is what left politics is it's like considered yeah npr is about like would just the only person be edgy to is like leslie nope that character from Parks and Recreation. Right. I feel like it's like yeah. kind of like, oh, wow, that that's because other than that, like there's really no grit to it. It's very just down, down the middle with occasional like, uh, you know, hat tips to nuance, nuanced discussions on white supremacy and things like that. And now for Market Watch, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's like, their, like one of their most popular, but it has jazzy uh, instrumentals over the bumpers. And, so. they do, and, you know, they got people that are doing all right. And I get that there's a lot of, you know, you're, you're, there's a definitely a tone that is established that you have to operate within. So it's like, yeah, if you, oh, if you don't like it, then go to KPFK or whatever the fuck, KPCC, right. whatever you got, you know, you want to talk that shit or start a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dominion is trending because they're, uh, suing everyone who lied about their ability to do the thing that they do, uh, that keeps them in business. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, now they're suing Rudy for 1.3 bills, 1.3 billion dollars. Sydney Powell, you know, they're, they've, these are the only two people that I'm pretty, that have lawsuits against them right now. Um, Probably they'll probably be more because they've just been threatening other places. And that's when like new ma- the news maxes of the world stopped checking them by name because they're like, oh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, absolutely be vaporized if we lost a, one- a lawsuit like this, let alone the legal fees. So, yeah, now it's Rudy, you know, essentially for doing the thing. They're, they're, the thing they're pointing out is exactly what has been going on with just how sort of duplicitous and insincere and just deceptive these Republicans are is. 
They'll say one thing out loud on TV like it's the truth, and they have no choice but to stop this thing that's happening. But they get to court, and they would never say a fucking thing like that because it's so outside the realm of truth and like nothing, there's nothing evidentiary to support anything they'd say. They know it would be a big boo boo in court to say that, big violation to do that, to just go up there and lie. So, you know, Dominion's doing the thing where they're like, look, he says this shit on TV, like all these, no, all these votes were changed by our machines from people there, whatever. But check his records in court. He says that it, they, he doesn't have it. He does not have the same energy than when he's on Fox News because he's lying. And perpetuating, you know, quote, the big lie about the the the, the election being stolen, et cetera. So, yeah, uh, you know, best of luck to you, Rudy. I, I hope they I mean, we know you don't have that money, but I, I hope they get what they need to get um, or you figure something out. Yeah, I mean, the traditional path that people have gone down when in similar situations is like your Alex Jones and your uh, Tucker Carlson, like Fox News. Uh, will defend themselves as being like entertainment and basically a professional wrestling personality. But the fact that the lies Rudy was telling had direct bearing on people, like how people felt about America's ability to peacefully transfer power, seems like he would be pretty fucked, right? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, he had his, he he, remember he was going on YouTube. Mm-hmm. For a while to do his like Rudy suns down in front of sundowns in front of camera on YouTube or whatever yeah. and holds up like fake files. Uh, <laughs> Where I, he I would, don't know. I don't, <laughs> he would go from uh, describing a vast conspiracy that was, uh, you know, undermining democracy in the country and stealing the election in the present tense to doing a uh, piece of spawn con for a, uh, for a a cigar store that he yeah cigars like likes. there's one that's like joint pain supplements yeah. or like gold it's like come, this guy's a fucking grifter and all yeah. of these people are like just just pay attention if if they don't have a policy it's bullshit you know what I mean like there's the election was stolen how about like uh we need protections for miners right like people who work in mines or even children like yeah. that's a policy rather than being like oh no Biden bad. Well, come with it, because right now the conversation is how do we improve people's lives? Just across uh, the board, because there there's a lot of nonsense. Their policy is deregulation, Miles. Unless yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. their guy loses. Because there's way too much regulation on how racist you can be. We need to deregulate right. that. Like, right, That's right. Okay, I get it. Finally. Regulation yeah. on free speech. We don't All like right. progress. Fuck progress. Has anybody tried suing Ben Shapiro yet? It'd be satisfying to see him try to claim that he's an entertainer in court. If he hasn't already. Uh, I mean, he gets in hot. Why? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what, what kind of legal exposures he has. I wish I had the energy to to care enough about him outside of <laughs> just making fun of his relationship with his wife. I, lo- I leave that up to Cody Johnson and Katie Stoll and uh, Robert Evans. Yeah. They have a yeah, they got the fun sure. ongoing series where they read from his novel uh, on <laughs> Behind the Bastards, and it is... <laughs> the worst thing uh, you've ever read. Well, that's uh, your opinion, Jack. And I, I would actually <laughs> challenge you to have another person come on this show and give an objective uh, third-party opinion on this. Debate so, me, coward. Uh, uh, and then finally, over the weekend, Kong vs. Zilla, uh, Kong vs. Godzilla was trending uh, because the trailer hit and it was wild. Hit, y'all. <laughs> the trailer does hit uh, very hard. What is it? 
It's this thing is wild as it's as wild as Godzilla fighting motherfucking King Kong. Like right. so I'm actually I feel good that when I watch the trailer, I'm like, they fucked up honoring the concept of Godzilla fighting King Kong. Yeah, uh, they really this did. shit. I was like, you know, I never thought about that. If uh, even with me playing with toys as a kid, I wouldn't have thought up some of these moves I saw in the trailer. So from from that standpoint, I'm like, okay, okay, Kong, okay, Godzilla. The trailer seems to climax with what should be the death of one of the two combatants. Uh, Yeah, but what we shall see. I hope they didn't give away the ending. Um, It it's so intense. That last shot is like, what the. like a, a, a King Kong uses like mythical hammers now. <laughs> you like, didn't know? I was like, "What? Okay, I I guess I didn't know." Uh, but now I'm ready. Fuck it. All I yeah. said, I was telling you before we recorded, based on like how so how intense some of these things are. Like, there's a shot where God King Kong straight up fucking just right hooks Godzilla in the head, and you're like, "Holy shit!" It's just as something that sounds that simple, it looks that interesting that when you see this whatever shot climax moment or if probably not, who knows? Uh, I was saying the theater better be destroyed. I better be the the theater better collapse on me because it's shit's so intense. Like there, it had that feeling. Even that song throughout the trailer was ridiculous. Yeah. So we looked up. I was immediately like, is this from Limp Biscuit era? P-O-D. Like, what is this? Yeah. And it's by a dude named. Chris Classics, I think. Chris Classic. Yeah. And uh we we I was like, that's strange that they went with a dude who's like not really a household name for this massive trailer. And so I Googled him and his website is just a bunch of movie posters of movies that his songs have appeared in. And he seemed it's like he's a, a business to business song maker who just makes songs for movies right. and doesn't like do anything consumer facing. What's the name of this track? Just so we can, just for a second, play it for people so you can get a quick taste. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Just listen. It sounds like, I don't know, what music people make. (laughs) Yeah. Come on. That's all I'm going to play so we don't get sued. So (laughs) we know that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. It's it's P.O.D. It's Limp Biscuit. It's that rap rock shit. Uh, but this guy, yeah, the IMDb is so ridiculous. You're like, it's like that, that documentary 30 feet or 20 feet from stardom or whatever. You're like, he's been in every soundtrack. Yeah. Like, but not everyone, but it's yeah. Okay. Chris classic. I mean, he's worked on the squeakquel guys. He's worked on yeah. the squeakquel enough. Fool's said. gold soundtrack with Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson dance flick, the parody film he was in. Fantastic Four soundtrack. I I can go on. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Wow. Southpaw. Like the background, the background stock rap track god. And for that, yeah. I'm like, I'm more, I'm actually more grateful to this trailer of putting me on to Chris Classic because you realize, I'm like, this. There's so many interesting ways to success. Because in my mind, I'm hoping he's actually getting good money for all of this. I think he uh, must be, right? You'd hope, unless it's like he's like, no, man, I have to keep making these terrible songs just to, just to keep going. Because you'd hope, like, when you're on these bigger soundtracks or your movies being placed in these bigger films, like you get a good check. But right. yeah, 
uh, I it just shows you like there there are ways to to really do it big and nobody know your name, and that's mm. actually kind of dope to me. Are they, and the Chris Classic stands are obviously going to come for us on social media and be like, "You don't yeah. know Classic?" I know. Look, uh, I just got into CC. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. CNC. Oh, yo, his Spotify page. He has like it's a photo of like him holding a baby, but they have like Basquiat like drawn on crowns like sort of on top of the photo. So he's got a whole you got a whole thing. His top played track is Witch Doctor from the Alvin and Chipmunks movie. Almost what five are, What are we spins. looking at? Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just think about that. All right, guys. That is gonna do it for this afternoon. We are back tomorrow with a whole last episode of the show. Until then, be kind to each other, be kind to yourselves, wear a mask, wash your hands, don't do nothing about white supremacy, and we'll talk to y'all tomorrow. Bye.